You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Let's talk about Pim. Yeah. Let's talk about Pim. Let's talk about Pim. Welcome to Pim Talk the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Weaberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. Today, I'm very happy to have my two colleagues, Andy and Fede, here on the show. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Thank you for having hey, us. Hey, Thomas. Hey. So, I mean, we have all worked a lot uh, as sales engineer out in the field, assisting our sales uh, people in uh, actually showing our product, but also look at what solutions can be fitted for a particular customer when it comes to their situation, their infrastructure, and how they want to work with the PIM. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, being out for hundreds of those meetings, there has been situations where we and the customer might have totally different expectations upon the meeting, what's going to happen. And so I, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm always meticulously prepared and uh, I do uh, qualifications of everything. So I never come into awkward situations. Oh, I do recognize it. Though. <laughs> yeah. so, so I thought we could share some uh, war stories here because I... Uh, Hopefully it can be funny, but also maybe shed some light on different view of what a PIM could be, different persons that had a totally other perspective of things. So, uh, who's going to start here? Well, well. Okay, I can start then. So, uh, <laughs> there was a meeting, I will never forget it, in, in Denmark. So, uh, I went with my, my colleague Marcus and, and it was a customer, quite technical B2B company. And um, we got the opportunity to make a demo of uh, of in River Pim, and it was quite you know a standard demo showing how the how the solution worked, how um, what kind of information we managed, uh, displayed our user interface, and explained how easy it was to work and all the processes and all the tools and the visualizations and how we can get it out into this channel. But then sometimes, you know, you, you want to have a reality check and just see if everybody, uh, if they understood what you showed, if they thought it was good. So I I asked them to go around the table and, and say what they thought. And, uh, and I mean, um, well, they started to say, well, this uh, looks interesting. Uh, sounds like a good system. I really like how it this and that. But then finally, we came up to this older lady. And she said, I don't like it. I think it's very, it seems very hard to use. It's uh, not user-friendly. And I was a bit surprised because the feedback we get often is that it is very user-friendly compared to other kind of systems out in the market. So, I mean, I wanted to know more, of course. So I asked her, so um, how do you work today? 
Well, she said, I work directly in SQL Server. And then I understood what she meant. And I mean, of course, for some kind of very data-centric users that knew all, um, that know all the SQL scripts and so on, I guess they can do magic with it. But when we see the users that usually uh, works in a PIM that is within the marketing department, they want to have a, a tool that is easy to use. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was very I was very uh, surprised by this. I, I don't know if you have met these situations as well. No, uh, yeah. Well, sometimes you know you have these people who can like Neo see the matrix and they find all visual interfaces to be quite unnecessary. I don't know if you have a similar story. I have a story that is quite the opposite, I would say. Okay. Uh, we had this, uh, I was on a Finnish sales meeting, um, and um, they had sent us some preparatory information, and it, it seemed like it was very, uh, they were very savvy, uh, and they were going to have a print expert there. It's going to be a lot of in-depth questions about print, and some other very technical stuff. Okay. And we got there. Uh, they had three representatives in the meeting. It was stereotypically Finnish, so they said nothing. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, you know, just stereotypically. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean it's true. It's, it's just, you know, you sometimes say that they're a little bit silent, more silent than Swedes even. Uh, so anyway, you can cut that out. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's good. And I mean, we can interrupt each other and we can, you know, make fun or... Yeah, so anyway. So anyways... Uh, they sat there through the, the meeting, didn't say anything. I pretty much made, did the standard demo. And then I started demoing the print solution. Uh, and I was like one third into the super standard kind of high level demo when the person who was supposed to be the print expert interrupted me and said, oh, this is way too complicated for me. I, I, you lost me here. Uh, so I was like, okay, so, so the, the expectations weren't matched and they weren't matched by us because we didn't get, uh, and they, they probably didn't get the, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that's basically what we have with, uh, I think, all the sessions that we go into, right? Mm -hmm. It's the conversation with companies uh, talking about, well, their current way of working. We've done this for 20 years. Now, mm -hmm. That's the feedback you get sometimes. It's mm -hmm. like, well, it's been working for 20 years, so why not uh, continue to do that mm. like that? So it's always that discussion around where are we today and where do we need to be in the future? And sometimes mm. it can be overwhelming. It's mm. like, okay, this is a graphical user interface. I'm used to a SQL interface mm. because I'm, you know, I've done yeah. this for 20 years. Um, so that's also part of the journey that, that we go through mm. is to not only explain how it could solve their problems today, but also how their organization can work in the future. Mm. And that's, I think in summary where we'll end up with all the sessions that we have and some of them are more educated on where we are mm. um, or where the PIM world is and others just um, you don't have a clue mm. yeah. and mm. for all of them you have to, to guide them into a certain direction to, to make clear what it's all about. Mm. I think as you said Andy about what would be like an advanced print demo or so, mm. I mean it's totally different. I mean, from their perspective, I've been in some meetings where they have said, oh, we need to have a technical session. We, we want to talk about the APIs and the integrations. And we have all these kind of different mm. systems. And you think, oh, my God, this is going to be super technical. Mm. Maybe I need to bring in a developer. Maybe mm. I need to bring in this and that. And then when you do the meeting, it turns out that this is a very basic 
mm. meeting, yeah. very high level. Yeah. But then again, I've also been, but not as often, but I've also been in a situation where, okay, it's going to be a technical meeting, and I go in and I do a really technical, maybe the most technical uh, presentations that I've done, even into Visual Studio and, mm. and showing connectors and so on, and they thought I was high level. So, okay, <laughs> there are those situations as well. They're not as common, but uh, yeah. I mean, you have to... You have to see what what kind of customer it is. In some cases, they have been working on their own system, their own yeah. e-commerce system for 10 years, for 15 yeah. years, compared to another situation where you're discussing with the marketing department that basically have outsourced all of that yeah. for many years. So it's very different. Yeah, if, if you meet customers or, or uh, customers-to-be in, in countries where you've had a, a long history of IT savviness, you often meet situations or come in situations where they have developed their own homegrown systems. Uh, so they're both, on, the, on one hand, they're very tech-savvy. On the other hand, they're not at all knowledgeable about what has happened the last couple of years because they've been so busy developing yeah. and maintaining their own old solutions. And it can be hard also to, to know what to expect of a standard solution. Because if you have built your own solution, you have over time built a lot of very specific mm. things for exactly the things that they are doing. But mm. if they want to do more changes, if they want to do changes in their data model, mm. if they want to support new channels, it becomes a lot of work. Yeah. But for some small features, they have done things that are really, really customized yeah. for them. And if we don't have it in the standard platform, they think, oh, why not? That, that should be there. And regarding that technical meeting or technical situations, I also I was in one meeting where they had announced that this is going to be super technical. We want to discuss discuss integrations and so on. Okay, came to the meeting. I was prepared for these questions, and it ended up being the marketing director only want to know how long will it take, how much will it cost. That was his deep questions about integration. It's really beneficial for everyone, both the customer, the partner and us, if, if you have the same expectations to the meeting so we can bring the most value. And I mean, it doesn't get weird. Mm. And also the one of the worst meetings I've been in, actually half of the crowd left the meeting mm. and went to another room because they had to align themselves. They weren't aligned on the customer yeah. part. And suddenly, I mean, in the meeting, things made no sense for some of them mm. and uh, they were taken a little bit by surprise so we had to interrupt the meeting for at mm. least half an hour <laughs> but very strange but mm. um, well they're a customer now so yay <laughs> PIM stands for product information management and InRiver stands for PIM want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software we've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. But Fede, how can we avoid having different expectations in these meetings? Well, it, it all, all boils down to having a, a proper qualification. Yeah. Uh, on both sides. So it's either the salesperson that's going to have a good conversation with them, like this is what the PIM is and this is what it could bring to you. But then also before we go in to do a, a demonstration and, and prove the value is to actually have a preparation call with them. Just set the expectations. What is it that you're, you're looking for? Or confirming what the sales guy already um, discussed with them just to make sure that 
you go in and you show them content that's relevant to them. Because of course we can go in and show them everything we got, mm. but if only a small portion of it is if is irrelevant for them, um, yeah, then they will lose their concentration and mm. stop paying attention basically. Yeah. Mm. So preparation calls is one, but also sometimes you get into cases where. Um, you can't prepare. You just go in and you go in blind. Hmm. Then it's just a matter of having a, a five-minute discovery before you start your meeting. Just to align, well, this is what they expect. Hmm. This is what they're looking for. But also, what is it that, that you're you're bringing to the table? Um, if you don't do that, then midway you can get interrupted. It's like, well, this is not what we're looking for. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so you want to avoid that. Hmm. And just a simple just keep communicating with each other basically yeah. so, so I went in more or less blind in a meeting in Finland uh, with a bank and it was a bit an untraditional customer I mean we know that these kind of customers are more productifying their offers so um, but we, we didn't exactly know what to show them so we thought that okay we go there and we sit down with them and we listen to how they think about it, how they work, what, what are their visions for the future. And then we, we take it from there. So, and I think we had three hours booked and we talked, we talked to each other, me and the sales rep that we would not need these three hours. This, this, uh, we take a shorter meeting, we do a, a discovery and so on. But when we arrived, there was a more or less a theater uh, set, setting. So with maybe 30 people in the crowd and they just said to us, okay, go ahead, do your show. <laughs> and okay, <laughs> didn't really know where to start, but I had to start, I mean, with the audience uh, asking them, what are they working with? Uh, mm. What challenges do they have when it comes to product information and this and that. And it turned out that a lot of the people in the crowd worked didn't work with product information at all. There were like analysts and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. those kind of stuff. So when we did the demo, you know, there were questions like, okay, but where can I analyze all the customer data mm-hmm. and, and all of that? So mm-hmm. that's typically a situation where they had the wrong expectations about what a PIM was, uh, yeah. what it could do. They wanted a tool that could solve all their problems no matter what it was, basically. Mm, they yeah. wanted this magic box or the silver so, bullet. So sometimes it's not only a good idea to, to have a, a preparatory call because then you often talk to the person driving the whole uh, PIM project internally, but it could be a good idea to also send over some simple material or a very short demo video so they can show these to people they think about uh, inviting to the meeting. Uh, so you know, people can kind of make a judgment call, is this relevant for me? Or, or the people driving the PIM project internally, who is this relevant for? Uh, so that the right, right people is at the meeting. And also, I mean, we also, we all, of course, we always want everybody who has some kind of stakeholder who's kind of involved in this and affected by this to be at the meeting. But sometimes it can become a little bit awkward if you have hardcore IT people and you have pure marketing people and the, the IT people, they, they snooze while you're talking about marketing activities. And once you start talking about integrations, you lose the marketing people. So that can also be a challenge. Of, yeah. of course, you can navigate it, but but uh, it is uh, it all boils down to communication. And here, I think another challenge is Skype meetings because people tend to forget about, you know, 
the the communication part that we're people and uh, I always try to start the the video yeah, initially just to say hi this is me this is my face uh, I'm the guy who's gonna bore you for an hour now or whatever <laughs> so and then you start the presentation you start talking and there uh, people are on the other end are less prone uh, to ask questions and so on so you have to prompt that all the time and suddenly sometimes I've been in situations, you know, you talk away and you're showing stuff. And then after like 20 minutes, they say, you know, your screen is not changing here. So <laughs> yeah. are you still on the same screen? Yeah. And then Skype has, you know, messed up the video transfer. Yeah, that's like, awful. Oh, okay, but, let's back up. But we're throwing out Skype now. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. We're throwing out Skype for business now. We're going yeah. Zoom, guys. Going Zoom. Yeah, we're Sorry, Zoom. Microsoft, we love you, but Skype, no. no but, <laughs> I mean, also with, with, the, with the conferencing tools, um, which whatever one you use, yeah. you miss the body language part. Yeah, Compared sure. to a real live yeah. meeting where you can yeah. actually see if people understand what you're saying yeah. or... If they get bored, yeah. so you can step up your game, or you, yeah. if you see that they're lost, so you can repeat yeah. in different words. Yeah. That's what you lose with an online session. Yeah. So I've been experimenting as well, trying to get the other side to switch on their videos yeah. as well. So then you also know that they're paying attention, mm -hmm. because that's what we all do, right? Mm -hmm. We're in a WebEx or in, a, in a, some other webinar, mm -hmm. you're, you listen to someone else talk, and it's like, oh, this is a good moment for me to catch up on mail. I don't know, Feder, when you have been out uh, on meetings, do you have any particular funny moments or... Uh so? Well, yeah, when I started about two and a half years ago, it was um, a session where I, I prepared very well for We got user user cases, was a technical product, they were building machines, uh, and I got in and I, I really prepared for a long time, um, getting a lot of specification sheets in, in the system just to make sure that the whole product story was correct. Um, so I did my show, um, a lot of good interaction within the group. I could use examples of their specific products were, well, not really in my line of business, so I really had to learn what their products were about. And at the end of the session, I was there with my uh, with my manager at the time. The um, the customer actually said, "So when can you start here?" So <laughs> I knew more about their products <laughs> by preparing than some of the people in the room. So well, that's it's, it's it could be a way to get a new job <laughs> okay. do a demo. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking about also. Uh, Sometimes maybe not the meeting in per se that's funny, but uh, you you meet situations and companies that work in ways that you're like amazed about. How how do you still manage to be around? You so know? much manual work. Yeah, and and one example I was over in the UK. Uh, we did the standard. You know, the sales guy did the standard introduction to PIM and describe what we can do, and they had just hired a, a digitalization. Uh, expert uh, to to help the product with their uh, sorry the company with their digital journey, and it's very much like you know some people in the 30s you you get your first job you marry you get kids you buy a house and you get a lot of debt because you're renovating the house and buying a car and suddenly you're doing everything at once and it's uh, stressful and you need a pim <laughs> and then you need a pim but in this case they. Their, their process, current process, was that they were totally manual. This was a, a, a chain of stores. So they had their stock on, on, on uh, cards, on, on uh, like, uh, yeah, card, like paper cards. And uh, they didn't have any, their registry system couldn't really 
uh, tell what kind of products they sold over the day. So they had to do a manual inventory every day at the end of the day and check that versus their uh, paper um, yeah. paperwork when it comes to stock. And now they were going from there to getting an ERP, getting a PIM, getting an e-commerce solution, all in one go. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's, that's a lot to ask from, from a company, but also from the people working there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you're, you're in for a journey, you know? And we all know uh, that get, getting any system into place, whether it's an ERP system yeah. or a PIM system, it will take the resources yeah. from their day-to-day -day exactly. job. Because and then exactly. they say, we need to be up and running in three months. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's once again, it's all about communication. I, I understand the need. They're driven by uh, uh, current pains, and uh, feel that you know we really need to step up and, and be able to be out there in all the channels but it's hard to realize sometimes how, how uh, all these things all these systems will affect your company and your way of working and uh, it's really a change management process you have to go it is it is it is yeah and i mean if we get the question can this be done in three months so yeah, technically yeah. it can, but it depends so much on, on your organization and yeah. everything that you need to do. So, yeah. I mean, it's not the technical implementation or the configuration of yeah. IPMC or no, so that no. is the big issue. Yeah, and what's the current state of your data? How much yeah. resources can you invest in, in, in staff resources you can invest in this uh, process? Yeah. Uh, and how clearly defined are the needs of, of what you want to expose out there and so on. So it's... it's uh, yeah, and oft, often within those projects, it's the, yeah. um, well, let's call it the, the high-end users yeah. that will be involved, the ones that have the most experience. Mm. So those are the ones that f most of times are faster at their day-to-day -day mm. job as well. So you remove those. So you basically mm. remove the best asset that you have from the day-to-day -day work mm. to work on a project. So mm. you get hit twice, basically, not yeah. having them on their job, yeah. uh, and then also working on the uh, on the project, doing something else. So that can be can be challenging yeah. to get that done. I often say that you know, uh, getting these systems into place, it's it's like riding a roller coaster. First, there's this boring uphill journey uh, uh, the, uh, where you feel mostly trepidation and uh, will I get through this yeah. <laughs> and why and then you get to the top over the top of the hill and then suddenly you get the speed and then efficiency and everything out of it and hopefully a lot of thrills too yeah. then you want to go over and over again <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly yeah I've, I've heard you know the comparison with having a personal trainer yeah. that is uh, really tough in the beginning yeah. and uh, yeah you will get you will have to put extra effort into it, yeah. but then further on you can benefit from that and it will be easier and easier and you yeah. will get stronger and fitter and more. Yeah, and at, at the end of the process you want yeah. to marry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know so, guys, if you have any more particular stories that you would mm -hmm. like to add. I think I have enough content. Yeah. And as you can tell guys, we're, we're sales engineers. We're not sales representatives. Uh, I guess the sales representatives, uh, sales executives, when they listen to this, they want to uh, strangle us because we're not painting the sky blue. <laughs> but we're bluish. Know, bluish. <laughs> but you know, to every cloud, there's a silver lining. <laughs> well, we, well, we all need each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, all of our roles to play. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. Whatever. I actually have to leave. I have a I have a customer meeting. Okay. I if, won't, uh, I won't tell you have you. an excuse. Uh, I can make up one. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm also going to showcase one of our new apps very soon. So thank you guys for uh, thank you. chatting a bit. Yeah, thank you for free to chat anything. See you soon. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at nirriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Uh, please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And um, if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow PimTalk on Instagram. And see you again in two weeks. Bye. Let's talk about him.